Hi Kate, how are you this morning? Good Peter, how are you? Oh, cold at Threadbow. As you can see, I have my fire going and uh, and mm. snow on the mountain. So what's it like in Brisbane? Probably a very nice 27 degrees outside. We are here in the office, but um, mm. it is a beautiful blue sky day here. Mm. Well, I'm, we are enjoying a bit of a break, but still business as usual. We've got some great stories to tell and we need to keep it going. So this is our second podcast. And uh, the first podcast was about um, bringing trust through transparency back to the industry. In fact, that there's some good news for the industry. So today's podcast is about imagine your building business being like this. So we've, um, and perhaps I know that you're, very keen about getting the partner, the what we call the hidden hero behind the business, generally the woman behind the business getting involved in this. So, Yeah, I think it's important, um, particularly for the, uh, the small mum and dad type builders. I'm, I'm sure that the majority of the time the wives do get involved and they can bear a lot of the administration stress and the behind the scenes stuff while partners are out on on the site so i think that it might be nice to sit with your your partner and have a listen to this podcast so mm. yep they can both be on the same page to see how you know imagining a change to your business yeah and i think it's it's so important to get that dialogue going because i know that as builders you know we've we, we're tough we have to put up with dramas every day and the last thing we want to do is when we come home is is here an issue that your wife had to put up with and and Jenny shut down. So it's about time that that partners and and builders all get together at the family like and really start to think about you know what you've had to put up with and then discussing openly where you'd like your business to go. So this is about now imagining this and this can happen. We've proven it over and over again that this can happen to your business. So the first thing we, we do with that, you know, imagine, you know, you're going to reduce your cash and asset needs and that's that around about 50% minimal. And in, in Queensland, it can be as high as 75%. It's quite staggering that you can take that burden completely away from you uh, and, and, and with that starting point. And along with that, then the, um, the regulators can, you know, that pressure from the regulators and the requirements for our assets can be can back off a little bit as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then, you know, imagine you as a builder then saying to your partner, hey, you're never going to have to pay a count with, or a trade ever again. And that's the key part. When you think about that single part that that completely disappears. So you're not going to be subject to the BIF Act and, and all the security payments side of it. Like you're being actually removed from that side of it. And as a consequence, you know, we know the importance of a home, don't we? Yes. And then because, you know, the requirements for your assets, you know, there is that risk that your family home, your home is put on the line to support those asset requirements. So now you've, you know, you've got the opportunity to keep that asset for your family and not for the business itself. Yeah. And and I think the misconception is that we hear about the big boys and the cranes on the horizon, you know, they're the ones that make the news. But it was very interesting that I was looking at, we did a, a previous podcast, um, and I was doing a bit of research and and the it was a staggering to, to realise that 
that from the Australian Bureau of Statistics figures that 95% of all builders are small builders. 95%. Yeah. It's only 5% that the big end of town. So we have a huge, and that's 60,000 builders in Australia. And then when you add uh, Russ Stevens from the Association of Professional Builders comments rightly that that 80% of the building industry is really under sufferance. Is, you know, that's a staggering like 50,000 builders. So when you're actually talking about it with your partner and being open, and that, that's the time to do it obviously at Christmas, and this is just running up to Christmas, or that's why we're gonna have a white Christmas by looking over my <laughs> shoulder. But it's a time when we actually do some reflection regardless, and it's a time for New Year's resolutions. and. And you know that, you know, with me, I'll say, right now, I'm going to put the fork down and try and lose some weight. And it's a chore. But, yeah. okay, we're not saying it's going to be just so simple. There's a little bit of work to be done. But just as you make that New Year's resolution, whatever it may be, how about you make a New Year's resolution about your business and how you operate with your family? Yeah, and I think that, like all things, there is, if you want to change, you have to make a change for that and um, I think that it's important to, to be able to see the, the, the different options there are out there for your business. Mm. I think um, we've got a uh, one of our builders and um, we'll put in a, uh, a snippet of what he's got to say about the change that he made for his business. Yeah, yeah. So let's, let's listen to um, Marcel. Look, I love this system so much that I, I really see the value and the benefit in my business and the peace of mind that I get. Every fortnight I know I'm getting paid and I know exactly how much I'm getting paid. Do you find that in your business? They usually say, we have no idea, we just, we, we get what's left. We put in a management fee for the entire job and that covers from, from start to finish. Every fortnight we will do a drawdown just like every subcontractor that's uh, working on the site and all the other costs that are part of that job they are getting paid from that joint security account by the client. It doesn't come out of our account, it comes out of this joint account that's set up between the client and us. So the security is that we know we're getting paid fortnightly, we know there's money in the joint security account so that we know that there's funds in there, the client's not going to just stop paying because the money's there. There's no reason for them not to pay out of that account because it's locked in for the building for that project. Yeah, so that's very interesting. So, and one of the things that he mentions was having that security payment from the customer and, and how he's being paid, Kate. Oh yeah, it's it's been so good for him to be able to get his, you know, consistent payments, whether it's, you know, weekly, fortnightly, uh, rather than waiting for the major claims to come through, uh, the, the ability to relinquish those payments to the trades and suppliers so that you can you know, focus on your payments to you as a, as a business yourself um, really helps with the, with the project and, the, and it's, it's just seamless. Yeah, yeah, and that's a major part of it. I mean, you know, your existing business, um, you know, when was the last time you actually got money in the door? And I know you've probably been, as builders, they've been pushing really hard to get that cash through the door and that's one of the major stresses. And we don't know what it's about Christmas, but we seem to think that we've got to have everything done and it's going to be you know, the best presents under the Christmas tree and happy families, but that's not the reality, unfortunately. But 
small steps, I think that you know we can actually change it, and you can imagine that. So, um, you know, so imagine, you know, um, you know, as we said before, you know, your partner never having to worry about paying anyone before, and you know, the then from that side of it, you know, that has, you know, large implications of, of your bookkeeping. And oh. yeah, and you've had to deal with that in the past. Oh, absolutely. You can imagine, you know, the managing of um, the payments to all the different trades and suppliers, you know, and now if you can remove remove that responsibility and um, focus on running on the, the jobs. Uh, we have one of uh, our our builders, our users, or our construction managers, and the, the way that he's changed his business and the way he does business and the benefits that have come from his for his family as well. He's built a, a good relationship and engaged Findex, um, one of Australia's leading accounting firms, to be able to restructure his business and how by just receiving the um, construction management fees or his margin to his business and rather than you know paying the trades and suppliers directly and handling those funds, mm. it made big changes to the way that um, his business and his family are now living. Mm. And and the, and the part of that is that restructure. When you look at, you know, the best money is the accountants will tell you is the best best money you'll ever save or make is what you save in your business. So it's not actually trying to add more profit and doing that. Is that you'll have a look at how you can shed a, shed a whole heap of overheads in your business. So that means you're not going to be doing the baths. You're not going to be doing work cover. You're not going to be doing super where you're required. And a lot of builders are getting trapped with they should have been paying super. And that, and that's a really tough thing. But that all disappears. And that's like, as you were saying, with Findex. And, um, and it was interesting. I noticed that the team went out and saw a successful job from one of the um, construction managers. And he was actually doing his book work. But took a what was it? Took a desk or something to the job. What was he yeah, doing? Sitting, yeah, sitting there. Or sometimes he does it on the bonnet of his car. Yeah, with his laptop. Yeah, and and uh, his wife went and got a real job. He said. So, yeah. So he was able yeah. to run it because the bookkeeping and the administration was so simple. He actually did it while he was at work. So when he came home, you know, he had time to himself. And uh, so imagine that, you know, basically been able to do the minimal amount of bookkeeping that's required through the program, uh, through the through the, the methodology to be able to do all your claim side of it and probably do it from the site because really your site is your workplace, hopefully not your home. And that's what another thing that you want to um, want to change up. And then the other side of it, the end of it, imagine your customers are actually going to seek you out because of the benefits. And we're going to have we've got some really nice testimonials coming through where uh, we've had Basically, it was that same job that the team met the owners, and they were just absolutely stoked with the outcome. And in fact, um, the the owner uh, he was a construction manager, by the way, to a tier two company, and uh, and and he he he, well, he said something about that he was uh, he was a bit worried about, <laughs> frightened about taking on a uh, a major renovation. And, but you think yeah. about it that at that tier two type type level, you know, the government is, you know, they're trying to put in place these changes, but mm. they're doing it at that level when it comes down to the domestic sector. 
Yeah. And those smaller mum and mum and dad type builders, all that administration changes and expectations that the government's trying mm. to put in place. Mm. Um, mm. You know, and you you know a lot about that because you worked with ATO and. Yeah, that, that, what you've just said then is a very, very important point, and it's just dawned on me, is that, um, is what you said is that the regulators are really, whether it's project trust accounts or increasing um, uh, minimal financial reporting and all the other parts, it really is a reflection of what's happening in the big end of town. Now, you might be able to get away with the big end of town because they have got more people for administration, but we don't. We don't have that in the in the major part. As you said, 95% of all builders are basically, most of them are mum and dad type operations or very minimal staff. So, um, and so, so the, the issue is that when we actually look at it and ask those questions, and, and the key part about it is the first thing is, and coming back to our first podcast, it was about actually giving up the control that of other people's money. So as we mentioned that if you're in a, just for the maths again, $1 million contract, you've got 20% um, uh, margin, that's 200,000, you've got 800,000 of other people's money going in your account. That is why the regulators are going to be are tough on you and for, for, for real reasons. So we, we have, we hear now and again that without the education, and that's what our role is to show, well look, there is alternatives. And there is actual real reason to give up that money, but yet we still have builders that will say, no, I, I'm not going to give up uh, the control of other people's money. But why do you think that they do that? Well, you know, as you know, Kate, we've asked those questions of ourselves because we sort of say, well, well why? And, and the only thing that we've seen is the fact that they are really on behind the, the payment curve where they have been using a payment, today's payment, to pay partly off some debts in a prior prior job. So for them, and we spoke about that on the previous podcast, but for them to be able to say, look, I'm going to turn to a construction manager and then be able to, and then say, I'm not going to get all that other money uh, that I can actually use as a loan. <laughs> it's not a loan. And it's very easy to do that. And I don't blame you because we, we know what it's like. But you need to actually get off that particular bandwagon. You need to change that. And that's where, you know, we've seen, you know, with with some of, one, a couple of construction guys have turned to construction managers, they've bitten the bullet. And the important part, they took control of that. They said, right, enough's enough. And they've gone to Findex for argument or any accountant because it's important, Kate, as we've discussed too, you take control of your business and don't allow other people to take control. Yeah, that's right. And just having that support from your accountant, not only just for your, you know, your, your direct business accounting, but when it comes time for your, your MFR reporting, um, <clears throat> excuse me, with, um, with your, your regulator, um, they know what they're doing. They know what they're talking about. They have them, have them beside you there. Um, this gives you the confidence to run your business. Yeah. Look, we've said that we're not going to push our system down your throat. We're not going to do that. You know, all, all, we, all we, we want, we're in the industry. You know, we can only, our business can only succeed and so can yours, only if the industry is a lot healthier. So we're not, what we say, you need to take control yourself. You make that decision of what you're going to do. 
So the information we're just going to now show you is that what you can go and chat to your accountant about privately. You don't have to come to us. We hope you do because we think we can actually really help you succeed because we do understand, you know, been there, done that. We know exactly what it is and we've got some great mentors to support you. But at this time, when you're actually making those New Year's resolutions, is to the information we're going to explain to you, and it's a key part. We've already spoken about how you become a construction manager. We disclose that. You can do that on your own. You don't need us. You can go and get your accountant to, to you, a construction lawyer, to write up a construction management contract. And they're, they're legal and available right through Australia. So that actually removes you now from the control of other people's money. Right, so the next question is, how do you actually make the payment? So, um, explain away, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a matter of, you know, to be able to, to, help, to hold those funds, that 80% of the project funds that aren't yours, it's simply held in a joint bank account. And it's, it's a bank account that has a two to sign function and the owner or the client of the project has those funds deposited in there. Um, not 100% of the funds don't have to be in there, but it's continually topped up. Um, or if it's a bank finance job, simply you know requesting those funds to be deposited into, into that account. And um, then the invoices that are to be paid to the trades and suppliers are paid directly from that account with a two design function. And that and that last thing is 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 the most important part because yeah. we know. Have a look at. Uh, we know that in uh, in Queensland, and we assume it's the same with HIA master builders contracts in other states, is that, and even the regulators such as QBCC in Queensland have written contracts that has one important inclusion that people don't understand the power of that. And all we've done is just made it smarter. And that's that in Queensland under clause eight, I think it is under master uh, HIA contracts, it says about setting up a security account. A customer can be asked to, or a homeowner can be asked to set up a bank security account, which is effectively a business bank account online with two to sign. So the owner still owns that money and, and, the, and, the, and the builder becomes the second signature on that. So and that's recognition, but it was primarily put in place because of the risk that a, an owner is going to be cash and you don't know whether they've really got that cash. So it's been recognised. So it's not new, it's just something that we've added into it, which is what you were saying, Kate, about how that payment side of it works. That's right. And, you know, these existing contracts use the term security account because it is securing funds. And in their instance, it's to secure the funds for the builder himself. But when you look at the way that we've applied the security account, it's securing the funds for the homeowner as well because the builder is not being paid all those funds, but it's securing the funds again for the trades and suppliers, securing the fact that they are going to be paid mm. um, and they can be paid weekly or fortnightly mm. um, if the funds are sitting in the in the security account. Mm. So you're not waiting for these large claims to be to be drawn down from, from finances or... Uh, homeowners and saying to the to the guys we've got to wait a 30-day account before they get paid mm. the and and that's a critical difference because 
the the problem with using just the standard provisions under those contracts that that call up a security account provision is that the owner is still paying all the money to a builder so the money yeah. all the money is still going through your account in under that method and that's why you're still going to be subject to having a home on the line having to do all the all the things that you want to get rid of having to pay everybody all those things that we've just said imagine yourself getting get, relieving yourself of so all we've done is that we've empowered that and you can do that yourself is just have so an what's the difference Sorry. between this security account this methodology and the project trust accounts that we're hearing oh, in okay. larger yeah. end of town so the comparison mm. between the two of those yeah that's another good one and and, and what my fear is our fear is that what we're seeing is that the regulators, um, you know, with not knowing what the real industry, what the industry is really like being in it, is that they think that there's got to be a complex solution for a complex problem, and it's not. And that's what we need to actually do. When you need to take control of that and and let it make make the industry make those decisions and not someone else that really doesn't know how how you know the pressures of the industry. So the difference is, and. Queensland's adopted it and it came from the initial recommendation which we discussed in podcast number one which is about um, the 2015 Senate inquiry that builders should not be holding money uh, that's owed to others and it should be a trust account. So Queensland government um, took it on and they introduced what they call project trust accounts. Now project trust accounts must be um, it must be shown to be completely different, separate, not at all like what we're talking about. We're just talking about very, very simple banking, secure processes which work. And we've that's been proven over $200 million worth of work, whereas the other ones are struggling. And so the project trust accounts, what they do is it's the builder who sets up the trust account, not the customer. So the, so the issue is that the builder doesn't get security payment. He actually, the payment, whenever he gets it, has to go into a trust account to then secure payment to the trades and suppliers. So all the burden of previously that we, we just said, let's get rid of, having to pay everybody, others, all the other assets behind that you needed to do that are still in place. It's still there. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's sorry, it doesn't work. And the administration costs on it are astronomical. You've got to get audits you've, and they've got to be proper audit people. It's a nightmare. And it's a simple thing. And then we've got to just really get it out there. A simple process of making the customer set up the, not making, the customer wants to anyway. They want to see where their money goes. So let the customer set it up. The construction manager becomes that second part, party for signature and the money goes directly to the people who do the work. And that's the ultimate way of doing the business. Because so, when you, oh, sorry, sorry. No, go ahead. So, how do you, how do you manage? Like, I think this is where we can probably come in and start talking about how at C two C Pro how how managing those payments or you know the, the tools that you had to be able to do that. Like, you can you can set up account, set up a bank account, and you got your two to sign, your two parties to to pay. But then from there, where is there a better, easier way to do it? Well, absolutely, because it's just how you handle the payments through the system, and and you know, and and you certainly can elaborate on that because you've done some amazing training videos on that. But I just want to come back to oh, what they're doing with the with that 
what the government's doing is that they keep piling on new regulations on regulations um, and they're not solving the problem. They're actually just doing, putting on loadings that when it happens, they'll need to work out why it's happening and we've identified that. Take the money away from the builder, whereas everything else is still money's going through the builder. And so what they're doing now is to try and to get, and, and, and they've been listening from the people who have been shouting that the project trust accounts, the government ones, aren't working because the builder is not getting security payment from the developer, mainly the developer. So the latest thing is that I'm staggered to hear that what they're considering is that they're going to make developers licensed, become like a builder, so that they can actually then look at them for financially and all those other parts. If you want to get everyone to leave Queensland, developers, that's the way to do it. I mean, adding another layer of regulation. I, absolutely. I mean, it's just <laughs> crazy stuff. And then, and what I'm worried about is that they're actually expecting it to come down, not just over ten million to one million dollars worth of job. So there's a lot of people we're talking to today that are actually going to fit into that area. So imagine that your developer's going to be a license like a builder. They're going to be regulated by the government, and and then you've got to set up a joint a, a trust account. And you've got to do the regulation. <laughs> that is going to be the death knell of the industry. And what I'm worried about is other states are actually looking at that model. But yeah. we are actually getting traction and we've got people who are coming from the regulators and actually making advice and saying this is a viable alternative. And it is an alternative. There'll still be people who will do it the other way and there'll be the smart ones like the people we're talking to that will realise no, there's an easier way it complies and it will actually tick all the boxes that the customer then has to set up the account, that the that the, the the construction manager then gets visibility into that account and knowing that the money's there, and then be able to act as a true consultant as a construction manager and make sure that everyone gets paid from that account. Including himself as well, because Including he would himself. present an invoice like the concrete yeah. would. Hmm. He would put in his, his management invoice and get paid that way as well. Yep. So just go through from what you were saying, Kate, the processes that of how of how a construction manager now enables the payments from the <coughs> the joint from the, the the joint account. Well, at the end of the day, you still need to track the job and track the expenditure on the job. Um, you know, most builders do, some builders don't, but uh, the C2C Pro uh, project flow program allows you to to track the job and track the expenditure and so when you are you know making the the payments that would be deemed as a claim and so you're simply loading your invoices or bills from the trades and suppliers into the program applying the concreters invoice against the allowance or the quoted amount that was made at contract at the contract price and you're just tracking you're tracking the expenditure over the job and then you there's easy reporting you can present the the claims and the the list of, of the invoices for the trades and suppliers on that claim the payments are then loaded into the net banking into that security account and like any two to sign you know one sets up the payment and the other party uh, approves it hmm. so it's it's very easy and very streamlined to be able to um to to run those jobs and the great thing is now when it comes down to the administration side of things is because 
the building company is not actually making those payments to the trades and suppliers, they don't need to enter those bills into their accounting package. Mm. So they yeah. only enter, they don't enter it twice, they enter mm. it once into C2C project flow and you'll find that your accounting for your business itself becomes a lot easier and um, minimised because you're mm. just removing that aspect mm. of the running the business. Mm. Yep, and you mentioned C2C project flow, and it's a seven-step process. So, we've what we've 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 um, hopefully fired up your imagination today to sort of say, well, look, and as important as you must take control of your business. And as Kate said earlier, is change won't happen without change. Yeah. Just and and crazy to think otherwise. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to leave the titbits later till later, and that's. Well, not more than that. They're, they're the real presence. Uh, talk, coming up to Christmas, we are going to get another podcast in um, that you'll be able to, sh- once again, share that. We're going to actually now dive into the next podcast, how C2C Project Flow, which is the unique program, simple program online. It has great training videos and it has, and also enables you, and we'll talk about that, we're not expecting you to, to change over straight into a construction manager, are we? No, it's, you know, when we talk, we talk about being a construction manager in the podcast and we talk about, you know, the transparency and everything, it's, it's, a, it's a tricky thing and it's not an overnight thing. So we as a company consider that, you know, our customers, they, they need that um, a bit of support and guidance and, you know, it's just a matter of just being informed and slowly, you know, making those small changes so that the big change can be really evident over time. Mm. Mm. And, and that's right. So we've introduced um, an easy step process which will uh, attach easily onto your existing way of doing business and it's at your speed to be able to migrate into the full, the full noise or the full program. And, and, and so we're going to actually discuss that in our next podcast. So it's not just about right changing, changing a business to get rid of the burden, and it is a burden, of controlling other people's money is then from that single action is that you're going to be able to then get the benefits that we've spoken to today managing a whole business um, and we'll show that in our in our next podcast and it's i know it's going to be like waiting for christmas presents but hey the great <laughs> presents come at christmas so that's what i think we'll talk about what do you think kate yeah i think that'll be great because you see a lot of products out there that are saying estimate better but it's not just estimating that goes with your business. There's a lot of things that, um, you know, makes mm. makes your business better rather than just mm. quoting quicker. It doesn't mm. work like that. So yeah. um, I think that by outlining the seven steps and um, of C2C Project Flow, you can see all of the different benefits that can be brought to your company and um, making you imagine a better future, I think. And also, Kate, it's not just about their business, is it? It's about this, the, the customers, oh. importantly. And the trades and supplies, yeah. and that's what really is. It's that's what really is exciting. It's about the win wins for everybody, and we target that you're going to get transparency. Everyone's going to get transparency. Everyone's going to get savings, and everyone's going to get security that you cannot get from the current way you're doing your business. And I think, what do you, what do you think of this as an idea? Um, what about if we we'll go through with the next podcast? We'll go through the seven steps, and there's a fair bit in it. But then what we can do is. Um, We've got the, the two uh, e-books, 
that we've got for the customer and then maybe we can offer to get those out to those who want to actually have a look at it completely obligation free in your time and so you can make those New Year's resolutions. What do you think about yeah. that? Hmm. I think that's a great idea actually. Okay, that's, that's good. So from almost snowy Threadbow and Look, very sunny Queensland, as it always is. Yeah. <laughs> unless so, it's raining. Yeah. It's raining? No, I said oh. it's always sunny, unless oh. it's raining. Oh, unless it's yeah. raining, because it's not so hot out the back here. Um, mm. The, the um, so look, yeah, hang in there. Uh, we've, we've got continuing good news, and, and that's what's yeah. exciting. And, uh, and we know how tough it is, and we just, want to just share initially what what how the changes can be and um, looking forward to chatting to you shortly yeah all right well thank you peter thanks kate bye bye bye